Barcelona City FM. You're, we are jamming to Gigi McFarland. Gigi had a wonderful appearance today, live appearance. And I'd like to thank Sa Ola and Adrian for stopping by. I hope to see them show up in the air once again. But right now is the moment I've been waiting for, and I must admit, a bit nervous for, because I'm about to, uh, about to open up a little bit, maybe, and, and show a little bit of my true colors. I have Philip Bartu in studio. Philip is a coach. That's how I classify you, Philip. I don't take any offense, but we're going to get into that. And uh, I'm really, I'm really happy that you're here. Welcome to Going Deep. Welcome to Barcelona City FM. Well, thank you, Billy. It's great to be here. I, I, I love the name of your show. And when I saw Going Deep with Billy, I said, "Well, <laughs> I just felt like reaching out." And and so thank you, thank you for being here and for the courage to to open up and. Well, maybe we should wait. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank me, thank me in thirty minutes, and we'll see where, we'll see where this think, goes. Yeah, I think you don't know what you're in for. I don't. I no. don't know what I'm in for. Well, that's great. Um, so let's let's just start with an introduction, Philip. Where are you from, and why do you now have Barcelona as your your home base? Right. Well, the the where are you from question is always a little a tricky one for me. But um, I'm originally Swiss. And I grew up in Singapore and Paris, and I, I just feel like I'm a, a big mixture from from many different places. But I, right now, Barcelona feels my home. It just, you know, like when you just know you need to be somewhere, and it just feels like the right thing to move to somewhere. Well, that was my, the way I decided to come to Barcelona. It just felt like the right thing to do. And my brother was living here, and he kept. I was on the phone with him. He kept on saying, "You're gonna love it here. Come on over." And eventually, I did. I was living in Ibiza before, and so I moved from from Ibiza now to to Barcelona. So you've been around, man. So you're an international guy. We have here. Yeah, yeah. Do you think all of that travel and meeting people across all different cultures, even before you were a coach, do you think that's contributed to some of your your talents now? Well, I think it's certainly given me a sense of just openness and curiosity for the world, and um, it's maybe also helped me just have more, just have less judgment about things, you know. Because there's, I, I find myself when I when I spend my too much time with a certain group of people, then I sort of I can identify with with the values and the culture, and I and I get just to see how how much more we are than the values and the culture we identify ourselves with. So. Yeah, very interesting. Now, when you were younger, when you were younger, a boy, a little lad, did you ever envision yourself as a coach? Did you even know what "quote unquote" coaching was? No, not at all. What did it you want to be? No, actually, I, I wanted to be the general manager of a five-star hotel. That was uh, that was my ever since since a, uh, a small kid. That was kind of my dream, and um, interestingly enough, I, I kind of really went for it and so I went to hotel school I worked in hotels for six years and then it was my dream to, to have my own restaurant and it was like the name of the show today is, is called The Happiness Misunderstanding and so I, I just want to talk a little bit about that as well please do and and so in just but coming back to your question so I was I was basically created a life to have all the circumstances just to be happy, what I understood happiness was. And so I had, had a, a successful business, had a beautiful girlfriend, I had great friends, and I really had like everything on the outside world that I thought I needed to have in order to be happy. But inside, I felt really insecure. During this time, 
um, you're in the hotel business, the restaurant business, yeah. you, you are not a, a, a coach yet. Were you consuming a lot of self-development books, uh, uh, going to different uh, organizations and talks? Were you no, that kind of a guy? I, I, not at all. At the time I was working in hotels, I was so consumed by my job. I was the guy that was working 16 hours a day, had no time for anything other than work. So it, for me, it was, I had, I don't have, I only discovered a uh, the work of sort of personal development. Started looking in myself after a uh, an event that happened in my restaurant. Within like a year of um, of opening, I started getting a, a series of seizures, and uh, and actually, I was at the age of twenty nine. I was on the floor of my restaurant, and I had a grand mal seizure, and I had a basically an anxiety attack. And I remember I was taken to hospital and uh, and the doctor telling me that you can't go back and you're going to need to change your life. And it was the thing I was most afraid of, but somehow deep down inside I had a feeling of liberation, you know, it was just like, ah. Oh. So I, uh, I didn't know what to do and I was scared and I, I closed my restaurant. I separated with my girlfriend, we'd been together for like nine years and uh, and I started seeking for answers to questions I was looking for around sort of why am I here, who am I, and and so that then sort of led me into a whole journey of, of self-development, and I discovered coaching and became a coach, and and really it was it was just a whole a whole series of events. If you didn't have that medical scare, yeah, yeah I mean anxiety attack, but also seizure, that medical scare. Do you think there's any way now being 2017 that you would still be in your previous life on the grind, running the restaurant? I mean, if let's yeah, say you didn't yeah. have this medical issue, I think, would, could I, you no, have sustained? I, I, th I think there would have come a point where I would have had the courage to step down because the, you know, Billy, what, what's, what's strange is I was so busy on how am I looking on the outside? And I was so disconnected to how I'm feeling on the outside. And that requires a lot of work. And so I was always trying to look good and trying to get it right and just, yeah, just trying to maintain this image of I'm a, I'm a happy guy. And, and people who knew me, they, I guess they kind of bought into that because I bought into it myself. So let's, let's get into it then. Let's get into it a little bit about this, this idea of happiness, okay? Yeah. So do you think, I've read also into self-development, I've, I've read some books, I've, I've read Eckhart Tolle and things like this. Do you think that happiness is achievable? And if not, is it just being a human, just a constant struggle to try to get there? Well, I, I think if we look at happiness as something achievable and as a place to get to, it becomes a constant struggle. I mean, I, I can just speak for myself. But if I, if, I, if I kind of turn the conversation over to you and, and ask you if you think for yourself, like the moments in your life where you've been the happiest, like what, if, what were you doing in those moments? It's so funny. I can, I, can, I can actually go to the opposite. For me, it's easier to identify the moments of, of pain yeah. and when I was unhappy yeah. than it is to identify the moments when I'm happy. Um, I don't know if that if that makes sense. Yeah, so so it, I, I guess you know that it's, it's interesting how <laughs> you know your memory works, but but I, I think we have this idea of happiness sort of being a a, a short-lived emotion of wow, this ha you know like it's Christmas, yeah, I'm happy, 
Um, so when, when I talk about happiness, what I'm actually talking about is a state of being. It's a state of mind. And that has to be sustained. Well, I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be sustained. Well, here's, here's how I see it, is that we're, we're born happy. We're naturally happy human beings. And so if who we are is happiness, well, if that's true, then instead of asking ourselves, what do we need to do in order to be happy? Well, what I find to be a more interesting question is, well, what's getting in the way of us experiencing more happiness in our lives? And that's, so the, that's it. Yeah. So the way I see it, it's, it's, a, it's a case of mistaken identity. We have created an identity of someone that we really think we are, but we're not. So let's, then, then let's get into it a little bit. So, yeah. so me personally, I yeah. can tell you just my 30-second quick story, but I want to follow, follow that up yeah. uh, with something. So personally, right. you know, I, I'm from New York. I was in New York. I graduated university. I thought I had what was an, a dream job. You know, I, I wanted to be in business. Um, pretty quickly, after a couple of years, I realized that that wasn't me. And I had had a small taste and visited, uh, traveled a little bit throughout the world, but I just knew that there was more, and there was more out there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I left my job. I broke up with my girlfriend, a long-term long four-year relationship. And I just picked up and left. And I moved to Thailand, and I began teaching English and sort of on this self-exploration, if you yeah. were. But what I wanted to follow that up with is I had the freedom to do that. I had worked for three or four years. I had a little bit of money in the bank. I had no kids. I wasn't married, you know, no real debt or responsibility. So I guess I'll put it back on you. Mm -hmm. That was gutsy for me to do. Yeah. But what about people that are searching for this happiness that they're kind of, they're locked down. I mean, they got three kids. They got to pay the electricity bill. Yeah, they would love to go move to Thailand and, and uh, meditate, yeah. but that's not in the cards for them. So, you know, I, I can answer this in a way that will really make sense intellectually. But the truth is, with the work I do, the information that I'm about to share is, is actually not helpful. So, so what's more helpful is where you're hearing the information from. So in my work, is a, I'm, I, what I do is I create the conditions for people to be in a state of mind that they can hear something new. So when we're in a radio interview, you know like when you're listening to music, you just listen for the joy of listening. You don't listen to try and understand something. Well, this is a bit similar. So if I were to respond to you around that, just from, coming from, a, from an intellectual, it, it becomes very intellectual and very conceptual. So the reason why I, I suggested that we have sort of like a live coaching is I, I find that what makes it really relatable is when we talk about real stuff yeah. um, for you. So, so the invitation here is, is, um, is for me to just ask you something. If there's an area in your life, something that you'd like more clarity on, something that you'd like to see more clearly, if there's a relationship, if there, is there something you want to bring into that conversation? There's, there's a lot, and I, I kind of uh, grinned when you said clarity. For me, it's, it's big, it's macro. Okay. It's uncertainty. Great. And I think it, it goes from my positive story five, uh, two minutes ago, because I am um, I'm 31 years old, uh, I'm not married, uh, I've lived in, I don't know, five or six different countries. I've traveled to about 30 countries. Sounds awesome on paper, right? A lot of people yeah. are like, sounds great, man. I wish I could have that kind of life. But when I, when I put my head on the pillow at night, 
there is anxiety and uncertainty about, hey, well, like, am I, what am, I, am I supposed to be having a family? Am I supposed to be contributing to a 401k? You know, what am I going to be doing in 40, 50 years here? Mm-hmm. You know? uh, so I think it's just they're, they're, I, I, I like to say I'm overall a happy person, but there's this cloud hanging over of I'm not living in my home country. I'm not around my uh, true close friends and family. And how long is this lifestyle sustainable? Yeah, well, uh, thanks, thanks for sharing that. That's, um, and I'm sure a lot, a lot of people listening in can, can relate to that. So from what I heard, it seems to me that the fact that your family is away, that you're 31, that you, you haven't got a family, like all of those conditions on the outside, it seems that the feeling of uncertainty about the future can make you feel something. Yes. So when we talk about the misunderstanding, it's what I'm suggesting is that's actually not possible. So what I'm suggesting, and, and, and I also I invite you to, like to not believe anything I'm about to say. So this is not a nice concept. It's just consider this to be possible for you. Okay. That how, how is it, or maybe I'll just ask you, how is it that something about the future can make you feel something? Because it's anticipation mm-hmm. of the future because I'm always thinking about what's going to happen next, not only in my daily life, but when I, when I kind of uh, uh, zoom out a bit, I'm not sure that I'm taking the right steps to put myself in a successful place in the future. I'm always thinking yeah, about the so, future. Yeah, I, I can really relate to that. And I know, I know for myself, there have been, there are still times today where I get anxious, I get insecure, I get caught up thinking about things about the future that I want to control, but, but really I, I, I know I can't. And I know when I do, I, it doesn't feel very good. And I feel, you know, anxious. So I, 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 can really, I, I, I can really relate to that. But what I'm suggesting is 100% of everything we're experiencing is coming from thought. It's coming from the experience we're creating in our minds. That makes sense. So you can understand that intellectually or you can understand it from within yourself. And there's a big difference there because the intellectual understanding doesn't it's it it's pretty useless. I mean <laughs> I it just becomes another concept. Right? I can understand another, it. And, yeah. and and so and so being able to see that the future and your ability to feel the future is an illusion and that's actually not possible. So I'm not I'm not saying that as a nice thing to say, but I'd I'd like just to to hear from you. Like, what are you what are you kind of hearing when I say that? I'm hearing that the future is not a tangible object. That it's true that it is. It's in my mind because it hasn't happened yet. Um, but what I would push back on is, yeah, right now in this moment, I'm kind of I'm vibing with you. Like I get it. I'm like, ah, oh, that makes sense. But is that going to help three weeks from now when these thoughts creep up again or when something uh, negative happens in my life and I'm saying, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. I need to change. So I'm vibing right now, but we're in a very controlled environment. We've got the air conditioning on. I I got your voice in my my ears. I understand. But I'm not sure if I'm at the, the, the level personally in my development where I can take what you're saying and just be like, it's not real. Sure, because for sure. me, it is real. Well, I'm not suggesting you should do that. And what I'm saying is 
there are days and there are times where it seems real to me. And when it does, well, I get caught up and I, and I really experience anxiety. When I see through the, the fact that I'm actually not feeling the future, I'm just feeling my thoughts about the future, it kind of sets me free. God, that's a great... It's a good... I'm just trying to... You know, This is new for me, so I'm just great. trying to um, quickly comprehend what you're saying. It's the thoughts that are what is what's causing the, the anxiety or the pain. It's not real events because they, they haven't happened yet. That's it. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good point. Well, that's, that's actually true. That's, <laughs> that's a good that, point. So, so that's actually true, not just for the future, but it's true for your relationships. It's true. What about for the past? It's true. Those things happen. It's true for the past. It's true for your bank account. It's true for everything that's outside of you. So what I'm suggesting, and there's there's nothing outside of you that I can that can actually make you feel anything. Now that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be caught up by this illusion. What are you about to say now? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about that. That yeah. there's nothing outside of you that can actually make you feel anything. But if I punch you in the face, you're going to feel it. Sure, Where? I'm going to I'm I'm going to feel the pain of you punching me in the face. But it doesn't mean I need to suffer. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, it's like, uh, all right, I'm there. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So coming back to what we were saying before about yeah. the, the anxiety about the future. So when you're caught up in this misunderstanding, in order for you to be okay, all your energy goes into fixing the future, goes into creating the right conditions so that there's more certainty in the future. Well, that's very draining. It is. Um, I love how you call it like a misunderstanding. It is draining. It is draining. So I, I guess what we're going to get to is being present, right? This is kind of a buzz, a buzz yeah, thing in the yeah. self-help community. Is that, is that where yeah, you I'm, like to go I'm, here? I'm, I love how you say it's a buzzword because being present is, again, it seems like there's a place to get to. And, and so what, what I, you know, the, our, our company is called Simple. And so I love to just bring to, back to the simplicity of what we're talking about. Yeah. So the simplicity of what I'm saying is who we are as happy people, who we are in our essence. Like right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm feeling a sense of, of, of love, a sense of connection, just a sense of stillness and peace. And maybe you can feel that as well inside of you right now. And maybe the listeners who are listening to this can, can feel that as well. Well, it seems like that may have something to do with the fact of me speaking to you right now. So... What I'm suggesting is that's actually who you are. Like if you're feeling that peace and within you, that's who you are. Hmm. I feel like we could just not even talk. It doesn't. What is it? You know? What is it? But yeah. I, I just gotta tell because yeah. Look, I just from 20, 20 minutes of this, I need to have you back because we haven't even started yet. But what do you say to some skeptics that would say, "All right, all right, I'm I'm with you, Philip." What happens when things go wrong and you're not in a good headspace and you try to go back and say, mm. well, it just doesn't mm. matter, you know? And that's yeah. when people can get totally. scary. The worst, the worst thing you can tell someone is it's just thought, it's all made up, it's an illusion. Like, that's just not helpful at all. But if you're saying don't, don't get in that, that headspace of anxiety and worry about the future, that I'm not going to be as uh, motivated to make positive decisions. For example, uh, health, 
mm. exercise, diet, business decisions. Because if I'm not worried about 10, 15, 20 years from now, then I'm just going to live it up and party in the moment. Well, a lot of people think that's true. And if, if we look at stress and anxiety, a lot of people think, well, if I don't have that level of stress, then I'm not going to be able to achieve the results I want because that, that stress is kind of driving me. And the same way, it's kind of what I'm hearing in, 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 in what you're saying. What I find is the opposite is true. What I find is when I'm in a good place, when I'm just like feeling good, then my best ideas come. My capacity for insight, for creativity, for connection is far, far better. So true. It's so amazingly true. And you know, uh, being in the entertainment industry, I, I'm, I'm now I'm consuming more uh, information and videos and uh, podcasts and radios, uh, radio interviews from everywhere. And when, when I look at somebody, a host, for example, in my chair, I can sense when, for lack of a better term, they don't give an F, mm -hmm. you know? And you yeah. can feel that, like, this guy or this woman <laughs> just yeah. doesn't care, and they're great. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, there's no anxiety. Yeah, yeah, they're just free. They're, they, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, if, I, I know you work a lot with musicians, and what, I, and what I find is when people are playing an instrument, it's a way for them to just be really, really connected in that moment. They really, they're really free. They have nothing on their mind, and they're just playing, and they're in the zone. And I, and you're, are you, are you a musician as well? No. So, so I, I, I find that's true for for a lot of musicians. But if if you if you have hobbies, is there something that you really enjoy doing? I really enjoy. Um, I enjoy live music. I enjoy going to the gym. Uh, I enjoy uh, now. I'm getting into editing film and audio things yeah. like that for the show. I enjoy uh, promoting promoting yeah. Barcelona City FM. All those things. So, when for example, if we just if we just take an example of like going to the gym, do you find that there are days when you go to the gym and and you just feel like you're in the flow and you're in the zone? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this is interesting. Tell me a bit about what that's like. In fact, there's days where I have to force myself to go to the gym just to feel, to feel that uh, I don't know what you call it, like a, like a runner's high, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because I'm I'm not in a good place. Yeah. For example, on on Mondays before my show, I have to go to the gym. Yeah. It's just a, it's just kind of like a ritual. Um, I feel like I'm free. I feel very creative. I often have the best ideas when I'm in the gym. And I feel like I've been going to the gym pretty steady now for about two years, and it's changed my life. I mean, look, I'm not, yeah. I'm not the biggest yeah, dude in the sure, world, I'm not sure. Jack, but up here, mentally, yeah. it's changed my life. So what happens is when you do something that changes your life, quickly you will attribute the fact of what you did changed my life. So in this case, the way I'm hearing you speak is going to the gym changed my life because of my mindset and the way it got me in the flow and how I had got all these insights and great ideas. Well, what I'm suggesting is that the fact that you went to the gym is neutral. What actually happened is when you're going to the gym, there were moments where there was a separation from your thoughts. And in that separation, you came up with those great ideas and you felt beautiful and you felt in flow. And so that state of mine is available to you 24 7. Listen, I hope, Philip, that we can have a, a series of talks because if what you're saying is, is achievable for a person like me that's got a lot of 
a lot of things going on up here and a lot of uh, anxieties and um, really worry, you know? Yeah. Uh, my parents always said, like, I'm a worry, I'm a worry word since I was little, always worrying. Yeah. If that's achievable to kind of separate out that that is just thoughts, um, yeah, I need to hear more from you. Well, you're doing it already. Like, it's happening already when you're going to the gym. It's nothing new. You're just attributing it to something else. And so it's really helpful when you understand the mechanics of the mind and you actually understand what's happening and what's creating your experience. I just had, I, you know what? That was a really positive 30 minutes. I, I, I got something from that when you said that it's, it's a misunderstanding and you can, it's okay to separate out your thoughts. And I guess I attribute that to things like the gym or things like listening to music and trying to get in a better headspace. But really, I can do that without those yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. And there are a lot of ways to get there. I've just never come across anything as simple and profound as this understanding. Well, I could go on for hours and hours with you, Philip. I want to give a couple shout-outs. Uh, Paula Domo, thank you so much for listening. Henrika, thank you for listening in. Anisha Singh, well done. Juan Jose. Juan Jose is yes, one of your partners. Yes, a big shout-out to Juan. Juan Jose, who's Juan in Jose. Madrid. And uh, my uh, business partner and coach friend who's uh, joining us today. Thanks for being here, Juan. Nam namaste, Juan. <laughs> uh, Thomas, we have Anisha, Sandra, Mike Williams. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the nice likes and comments. Albert, Nancy and George from Florida. Thank you so much for listening to Going Deep. Philip, we could go deep. We could do this for hours. I think we're just scratching the surface here. Um, I hope to do more of this. And I think it can, it's not only selfishly really helpful for me to hear you speak on these topics, but I think it's providing a lot of positive content for our listeners. If people would like to get in touch with you, how can they find you? So we have a website called simple-coaching.com. And uh, they can also email me at hello at simple-coaching.com. And if they have any questions or something that they would like to explore more deeply, I'd be happy to invite them for a conversation and take this deeply. Um, something you said that I just want to kind of emphasize on, you said there was a moment where it got silent and you said, oh, I, I could just stay in silence. Well, in the work I do, like a lot of the, the changes happen in those moments of silence. And so I just want to say that because if we were offline it would be there would be more space for, for yeah. that you know <laughs> we kind of got to fill and, and so and so what happens is as you as you drop in that space you become just naturally more silent and, but um we we're um, we also run retreats in madrid ibiza and barcelona both in spanish and in english our next english-speaking retreat is happening in end of september the last week for three days and that'll be in barcelona so the information's on the website if you want to find out more, visit yeah, simple-coaching.com. Simple-coaching.com. We also have a, a large audience right now listening in and watching on, on Facebook. Is, is Simple or yourself, Philip, on Facebook anywhere to contact if people want to do a quick search? Yeah, we've, you can join our site. Our, we have a Facebook group called Simple Coaching. And um, in fact, I'll, I'll tag it onto uh, the, the bottom of this live feed for people that want to uh, join the group. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Get involved, everybody. Please get involved. Philip, thank you so much for being our guest. I hope this is the first of many talks. I think that um, 
there's some real growth. I had a little bit of growth in a short 30-minute conversation with you, so I look forward to the future. Thank you so much, Philip. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Big audience today. We're back next week with more great guests on Barcelona City FM. We're going to go live to DJ Caddy in London in 10 minutes. Stay with us. Somebody's gonna stretch your hand down, beggars both up from the ground.